It's episode 35 of a crazy little thing called Love Dev, Dr. Zoo Little. <laughs> Let's start the show! Coping with the old um, coronavirus? Are you managing to get some toilet roll? I was trying to get hold of some toilet roll. I rang up Costco. I said, you got any toilet roll? This was about 11 o'clock in the morning. They said, yep, yeah, we've got plenty. One per customer. Well, that's fair dues. Finished work at 8pm. Got to Costco. Sold out. <laughs> Sold out. I was gutted. I was like, mate, where's your toilet roll? I can't see it. He's like... Mate, sold out, man. He goes put the pallet out, and it was gone within an hour. Unbelievable. People, leave one for me. I need one. Not like, I'm not stocking up. I'm just running out. Have you ever counted your toilet rolls in the toilet? I've never counted toilet rolls. Now I'm counting them. I've got two left. <laughs> two left. That should last us a week, I reckon. Uh, yeah, hopefully it will calm down by then. I don't know what's going to happen. But I hope everyone's alright. Um, been busy. I went to the kitty calf. Meow. Yeah, went to a kitty calf up in Birmingham at Grand Central Station. Uh, it's basically a cafe. Like a really fancy cafe. And they've got cats in there. So my daughter wanted to go there f- for her birthday. Um, we actually went there a week before. And when we got there, it was like sold out. You meant to book it. So that was a wasted journey. So we finally got to go to this cafe. And you got to pay like £6 just to get in. It's called a welfare charge. And then you got like you go in and stuff. And um, it's it's nice inside. It's very cat friendly. They've got like um, cat, what you call it. Places where they can scratch. Scratch pads. We've got like these little bridges that go all over the um, top of the cafe. And it's just, it's just full of cats. But I, I had a feeling the cats were annoyed. Cats are annoyed at human beings. The ones in that cafe are, anyway. Because you go, you go up to them and they, they don't want to know you. They just run away. <laughs> and you can't really enjoy a coffee in there. Because there's other kids. And then the kids decide to come and run towards your table. Which, I know the kids, but leave me alone. I'm having a coffee. I'm having a latte. <laughs> Just stop pestering me. And, and that, that, that's what it's like. I mean, if it's your kind of thing. If you like cats. I like cats. I like dogs. If you'd love cats, then you probably will like that cafe. Uh, it's well, it's clean. It's looked after. you got to cover your food, though. They give you like this net. Like a round net. And you've got to cover your food with it. And stuff. Because the cats tend to um, lick the cream off the cakes. <laughs> so we spent about two hours in there it was a nice day out I'm not going to knock it that bad but um, yeah it's just, I just found the other kids annoying you know what I mean so don't go in there if you just want a peaceful coffee because that ain't going to happen <laughs> so I was meant to go to the gym today uh, I got up a little bit late so that's no good because my missus has gone to work which hence I can record the podcast episode and, um, yeah, 
I don't feel right now because I need to go to the gym. But I reckon the gym's not a good place to go to at the moment, especially with this coronavirus. Because you have to touch your face when you're sweating. <laughs> you got to wipe it with your sweat towel. <laughs> and there's all these hands that have been on the um, machines, so you got to be careful. I don't want to end up with that coronavirus. I've been trying to write some material. I've been writing more now. I've been writing now every day. It's a change for me. I'm quite a lazy writer, but got hold of this book called How to Write Funny. And it's been quite inspiring, actually. It doesn't give you examples of jokes and a joke method for them. It just gives you an idea of how you should motivate yourself to write. To write. Uh, it's a pretty good book. I like it. So it's keeping me motivated now. I'm writing 30 minutes a day. I mean, it could be gibberish, garbage. But I've done it for two weeks now. And I'm going to go back and look at what I've written down. And that's when you start doing your editor hat. Put your editor hat on. Yeah, so that, that that's what I've been doing lately. Got a couple of gigs coming up. I'm doing the Vault Comedy Festival for Best in Class. That's on Friday the 20th of March in London. We haven't really sold many tickets. I think coronavirus has played a part to it as well. So we're hoping it still goes ahead. I really hope it does because I've booked a train ticket. But by next week, who knows what's going to happen. Especially with the government planning to ban gatherings. So that's going to affect a lot of comedians. I did headline a gig the other night uh, up in Hereford. I think that was the last podcast I did. And when I said I'm going to do a gig now. Um... There was only 10 people in there, and promoter said he normally fills it out, or he gets the lowest he's had has been 30, but we really have felt the um, effect that night, and it was quite windy and rainy, plus the football was on. I don't know who he was playing, I've got no idea. But there were more people in the pub and outside the pub than there was in the comedy room. <laughs> I still had fun though, uh, my confidence has gotten a lot stronger. I mean, I, I know I do my one-liners and stuff, but I've started to talk to the audience a bit more and kind of rip off them. So I've just been talking about stuff that's going on in the world at the moment. And, and that bit of material wasn't even like planned material. It was bits that I was thought of. And that, that worked pretty well. So I'm quite pleased with that. And then I'm hoping... Because I want to do a lot more stories now than jokes in general. Because I think I've got the ability to do it, as you can tell from my podcast. <laughs> also, hey, Donald Trump, now he's changed minds, hasn't he? He's like, yep, yeah, I was I was wrong about the coronavirus. It's not fake news. Looks like America's in a bit of a trouble. <laughs> he's grounded all flights from a US to a Europe at the moment. So I, I really can't blame him, to be fair. I mean, if I would do the same thing. No one's flying to Europe, especially Italy. Confested with the virus. <laughs> I think it's time we started doing the no stupid questions because I've run out of ideas of things to say. So, today's no stupid question brought to you from Reddit is posted by Ein Tyler. Question is, if only Muslims are allowed in Mecca... What is to stop someone from faking it to get in? <laughs> For example, an atheist that studied up and was able to walk the walk. <laughs> walk the walk, you get it. Because they've got to walk around and around. Very clever, man. Okay, so if only Muslims are allowed in Mecca, 
How would it stop me from faking? To be fair, I would get straight in. I would get straight in because I've got the beard. I'm always getting greeted. I'm always getting slam alikums. <laughs> so I wouldn't have a problem getting in, I reckon. Obviously, I would have to know the Arabic. I would have to know some Arabica, wouldn't I? I don't know much Arabica. I bet loads of people fake it to get in. Just to check it out. And it, all you got to do is wear that white robe. <laughs> wear that white robe and um, you'll get in. And if you're a woman, you can just wear a burqa. And you, you'll instantly get in. That's like the Disney pass of Mecca to get in. <laughs> if you wear a burqa, if you your family wear a burqa, you can all use the same bus pass, innit? <laughs> or passport. You can... <laughs> You could all use the same passport, innit? <laughs> so, I don't think... You probably could fake your way to get in, but if you got found out, you'd get beaten up, man. I reckon you'd get beaten up. But they say God is everywhere, innit? So, <laughs> just go down to your local uh, co-op. I'm sure he'll be in there as well. So <laughs> Trying to buy some bog roll. <laughs> Well, uh, what people are saying, nothing really, someone said. I'll be surprised if it hasn't been done before in Islam. You're a Muslim if you just say the right words. Shahada. So if you say Shahada, you'll get in. And if you visit Mecca, you'll be expected to say that a lot. All right. It works the other way too, it says. Muslims are expected to do the Hajj as one of their five pillars of Islam. But we can't assume that everyone goes to Mecca and says the word is a, is a true believer. Apparently there are atheists in Islam countries, but they have to hide their lack of belief and just go along with everyone else. Because failing to do so could get them killed. See? You could get killed, man. Just because society wants you to follow a certain religion, you could get killed. (laughs) I don't know if I've mentioned this. I'm going to apologise now. Um... But I really can't remember the stuff I do on this podcast, man. It's really bad, isn't it? Well, I'm on, what, on episode 35 now. And I should really know. But the whole atheist thing, I mean, I, I mean, I went to a Catholic school when I was a lad. I've probably mentioned that before. And I went to quite a few, to be honest with you. Growing up, I was a very confused child. And my brother, Nick, <laughs> Nick, he was born deaf, right? So my parents, they wanted to get him healed, right? So there was like a healer at this church, and uh, they took him down there. They thought, yeah, we're going to get him cured. So this is a true story, by the way. I'm not making none of this up. So what happened was it was my brother's turn to get up, and um, the healer got his hands like, and he put his, put it on my brother's head. And he said, you're healed. You You can listen. The power of God, power of Jesus Christ. Gives you hearing, gives your hearing back, right? And he pushed my brother away, yeah. And then um, everyone started cheering and clapping. <laughs> and my brother was looking around, looking all confused. Bless him, he was really young. He was only like six years old. And uh, like my dad realised that my son, you know, his son still can't hear him. So he went up to the healer and he said, why can't my son hear him? And you know what the healer said to my dad? He said, he doesn't believe in God. And then, I mean, I was a child then. I was like, what, eight, seven, eight? And uh, that 
really upset me and made me angry. To, how can you say someone doesn't believe in God just because you haven't cured them? What a horrible thing to say. I mean, I don't believe in God anyway, but it wasn't a nice thing. And uh, since then, I've kind of become an atheist because I just don't believe the whole religion thing, to be fair. I mean, if you're religious, that's fair enough. It's your thing, isn't it? But for me, it's a big no-no. So <laughs> if whatever makes you happy, do it. You know what I mean? But, yeah, so... I mean, he, he probably faked... Me and my missus faked it. Oh, yeah, yeah. We faked being Catholics. <laughs> we went to Rome, right? Me and my missus. And um, she said, I want to go in the churches. I want to go in the churches. So we went in this church, right? And they were doing the mass, like... Because I know all about it, you know what I mean? From growing up. All the memories started flying back. And it was when you have to go and get up your daily bread off the priest. So me and my missus were waiting up in the queue. And uh, we, we were kind of like waiting there. And then he, he looked at me and he nodded his head. And then I nodded my head. And then he looked kind of like, um, does this guy know what he's doing? So he nodded his head again and I nodded it again. <laughs> and then he was like, he started opening his mouth and pulling out his tongue. And I was like, oh, yeah, you meant to pull out your tongue. <laughs> so I pulled out my tongue and uh, put the bread on there. Bad my head again. Cheers, mate. Thanks for that. <laughs> my missus was behind. She was copying as well. And then we thought, we sat down and we started giggling. Because, uh, you know, everyone knew. And everyone in there knew we were not Catholics. <laughs> we faked it. So we faked it to get in, and we got away with it, kind of. So, yeah, you could fake it to get into, um, you know, into a place. We had a wedding, and two guys faked faked it to get into my wedding. There we go. It's all about fake news now. So two guys, these two lads, Pakistani lads. Like, I've never seen them in my life, you know what I mean? And all my family was like, who are these guys? They were dancing, you know. They were dancing on the frigging dance floor. With all of us drinking my alcohol, eating my food. <laughs> oh, mate, my cousins kicked them out. They're like, yo, lads, you need to go. You need to go. You're going to get battered. They, they left quickly and sharply because they knew that they got found out. When people do that, they'll fake anything to get somewhere. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, but uh, the answer to that question is, um, you probably could fake it to get into Mecca, but I wouldn't risk it because you'd probably get murdered. <laughs> and no one would know about it either. So there we go. Uh, that was today's No Stupid Question, which I think I should move on to the most best one of the whole podcast. The weird news story. What's it going to be? Oh, it's an explicit one. Cover your kids' ears. Doctor watched porn on the work PC after his wife stopped him from watching it on a home computer. <laughs> oh no, doctor's in trouble. So it says here, a doctor could be struck off after he admitted using his hospital computer to watch hardcore porno. Oh, what a pervert on his computer at work. Mate, are you mad? The monitor everything the NHS does. 
So whatever website you click on under your own account, they know. Why would you do that, first of all? Professor Peter Davies, shout out to the pervert, Professor Peter Davies, who's 70 years old. Happy birthday, you pervert. (laughs) Is an expert in tuberculosis. He used his work computer after his wife put filters on his personal PC to stop him from watching it at home. So police were called in after an NHS officials checked his machine, see, told you, at the Liverpool Heart and Chest Foundation and found he had viewed images of someone, oh, listen to this, someone having an intercourse, right? Not just a normal orno video. <laughs> he was watching a horse and a dog. So someone was having sex. With a horse and a dog. And he was watching that. What a pervert. What a pervert. Mate. Your missus. Oh. Your missus should get you sectioned. So a chief finance officer came across the inappropriate browsing activity. In 2018. And it was linked to Professor Davies. The pervert. The computer. So he was suspended before being dismissed for gross misconduct. He's done it before and he got dismissed. Oh no way. He said that he had looked at the images out of curiosity. More like curiosity killed the cat. But he admitted he had a problem. Well, at least he's admitted he's got a problem. He received a police caution and was reported to the General Medical Council, which is set to take place today. Could could lead him with a lengthy career in medicine. So Professor Davies the pervert said that he had been addicted to porno since he was 18. What? (laughs) He's 70 years old. How can you be addicted to porno when you're 18? Like, are you even sure porno was out then? I'm sure it was just magazines, weren't it? We didn't even have the internet then. We didn't have VHS. Probably didn't even have VHS. It was probably on a, I don't know. You know those shadow things that you flick, like back in the, uh, the centuries ago, and it goes round and round. <laughs> he was probably watching it since then. Oh, yeah, it says, yeah, he bought magazines as a youngster. There we go. And he had to get counselling for sex edition clinic. Get out of here, Dr. Professor Davies, you pervert. You're lying now. He told the medical practitioners, right, the tribunal, he said, in a way, throughout my, my adult life, since I was a teenager, I've had problems with it. I used to buy magazines, but it, but it wasn't until the internet came into being there was a possibility of more access. Yeah. So as a result, be accessing porn at <laughs> home. So since 2010, he made a confession to his wife that he likes to watch horses and dogs. Oh, mate, this guy needs needs to be shot. I'm amazed the NHS Trust had no means of finding out earlier, in a sense. Are you telling me he's been doing that since 2010? What trust do you work for? <laughs> Uh, don't they have an IT technician there? Anyway, in fact, my wife has been magnificent, really. For all of this, it gets easier the more people... I wonder if he makes his wife pretend to be a dog, innit? <laughs> or a horse. The more people talk... The, the What? The more people you talk to, but the most difficult person was to tell was my wife. Because I'd been deceiving her for many years. She was wonderful. Check that one out. 
She's probably just with you because you're a professor and you got money, mate. <laughs> During the investigation, he admitted compulsively viewing porno for a number of years. So when he was asked if he viewed the porn... Oh, this goes on forever. Bloody hell. When asked if he viewed the porn at home, he said, no, I do not. My wife is at home. She's put a filter on my computers. <laughs> How has she done that? She must be a clever woman to put filters on his computer. <laughs> oh, I've had this problem before. Anyway, blah, 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 blah. Oh, listen to this. He was also a lay reader for the Church of England. There we go. And he was addicted to alcohol. So I reckon when he got pissed, that's when he started watching it. Man, this story goes on forever. I don't want to carry it on because he's just a pervert. Pervert watching animal. Oh, mate. I remember at school. Now everyone knows Animal Farm. <laughs> animal Farm, right. I was at secondary school. Everyone was talking about it. Oh, have you seen that? Animal? Oh, have you seen that? Nah, nah. It went all around the school, right? All the boys, in it, obviously. So the the video got passed around, and then I ended up with it. <laughs> I put it on. I'm not gonna lie. I put it on because everyone was talking about it at school, in it. And all I saw was a man and a chicken. I had to turn it off. As soon as I saw the man and the chicken, I knew what was gonna happen. <laughs> Uh, I, I turned it off, man. <laughs> oh, I bet he had that video. I bet Professor Davies Pervert had that video. And it, I'm sorry for the weird news story today. Uh, it was a little bit <laughs> bestiality, shall we say? He's a beast, isn't he? That Professor Davies. Oh, there we go. It's a bit late now. Uh, guys, that's the end of the podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. Please keep supporting it. Keep sharing it, liking it. Tell your friends. I need more listeners. God's sake. Anyway, keep your hands clean. Make sure you wash them for 20 seconds while you sing Stevie Wonder's Happy Birthday. (laughs) 